What's up, freaks? Welcome to a very special episode of the Freaks Procast, presented by the Proc Space. I'm your host, Dario Albrecht, and I'm uh, gonna lead you through, uh, as I said, a very special broadcast episode about the Summer Breeze Open Air. Be prepared for an hour full of interviews with people like Eric from Loathe, Ole from Native to Obscurity, Manuel and David from German Gent Upstart Unprocessed, and Dominic from the sci-fi metal band Psychore. And of course, some in-between banter about all the bands, all the mainly prog bands that played the festival. What's up, freaks? I'm your host Dario Albrecht from the Prog Space. I'm here reporting from the Summer Breeze Festival for the Freaks Progcast. And it's Thursday, no, it's Wednesday actually only. It's it's Wednesday, yeah. <laughs> it's Wednesday, the first proper day of the festival, and I've just seen a couple of bands already. Um, UK prog metalcore band, Loathe. They've just been on tour with Rolo Tomasi, and I've seen them in Munich already, and they totally ripped the stage uh, just like two hours ago. And um, before that, it was uh, from Germany, old school death prog doom band, um, nailed to obscurity, yes, um, opening the T stage after the traditional brass band. And yeah, then there was two bands in a row at the T stage I've seen. The T stage is a middle size stage. And yeah, the two bands in a row that I watched were Bay Air Thrash Metal Legends Death Angel. It's been like, I guess, what's it's 2019, so I've seen them in 2004. So it's been quite a while. And uh, they're, they're still at the top of the game, and they're, they're amazing, and they, they don't. They, they look just the same. They they don't look one day older and have the same energy. Um, right after Death Angel... Um, by the way, the Death Angel sound was phenomenal. I loved uh, the bass um, ripping through the guitars. Like, if, you, if the bass was playing along with the guitars, the same notes, you still could hear the bass distinctively, and it was just really really good sound fitting for that um, kind of thrash metal um, next up were soil work from Sweden and um, actually I was quite disappointed by the sound of them I saw them earlier this year in Munich in the backstage Werk uh, co-headlining with um, Amorphis from Finland, and there the sound was much better. So, um, yeah, and now we got a gentleman joining in. Stay tuned. What's up, freaks? I'm back with a gentleman from the UK. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. You say freaks. Hello, yeah. freaks. I am <laughs> Eric from Loathe. Nice to uh, speak to you all. <laughs> so, first time at Summer Breeze, how was it? Amazing. Uh, such a beautiful festival, such a beautiful place. Uh, very privileged and blessed to be able to be a part of it this year. Um, we had a great set. We packed out the tent. It was amazing. Couldn't have asked for anything better, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I uh, I saw the show and uh, the energy was was great. It was, Thank you, man. Thank uh, you. Yeah, we try and um, we try and match it every single time we play. Pretty much. We don't really like to have one show be a bit off or one show be even better. It's kind of we want it to just be hectic across the board so yeah yeah you, you. Ma you managed to purvey that I, I saw you in Munich actually two two weeks ago or something uh, like free that. and easy festival yes yeah and uh, that was uh, a great show too yeah, yeah. he caught us at two good shows <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah yeah um, cool 
so yeah, you 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 just been on tour with uh, Rollo Tomasi, right? Yes, uh, yes, that's correct. And you were coming to the end of that tour, right? if I understand um, We yeah. we finished. Right. I think they finished a while ago as well. To be honest, we finished in um, Eindhoven. Yeah. Um, and I think they carried on for a little bit with the other band Cryptodera. And uh, okay. we, we went home, had a few days off, and then came back for a few festivals in, in the mainland, which has been fabulous. I love, I love playing Europe. It's, right. it's, a, it's very different to the UK. It's, it's, it's always so funny when you guys say in the mainland. Like, yeah. is, is it going to be different in the future for you even? Yeah, I guess, <laughs> with, it, with Brexit and all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, as much as as much as I should keep my um, my ear to the ground with politics and stuff, I kind of uh, I kind of let everyone else deal with it. <laughs> I don't really think about it because um, I have, enough, I have enough music? to stress about. <laughs> okay, uh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So the music is like uh, when when it comes to stress, all my stress goes into the music. <laughs> I see. And um, yeah, trying to get everything as best as it can be with the music. But I know that it sucks. I am I am on the side of wanting to stay. With 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 Europe, because um, it's a big family. I, I like I like connection. I like uh, uh, yeah. I just like connection. Even even with different languages, different cultures, it's great to uh, yeah. It's great to connect, especially over music, which is what we all love. So absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, just last year, I was here at Summer Breeze. Um, seeing Orphan Land from Israel, and I was uh, enjoying them with people from Egypt, Tunisia and Japan and it was fabulous. It was amazing. It's amazing. There's nothing yeah, else yeah. like it. And Orphan Land from 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 Israel, you know, and yeah. then all their uh, fans from uh, Muslim countries actually have to travel somewhere else because uh, the band is not allowed to play in yeah. their country. So. It's crazy. <laughs> It's crazy, but um, yeah. like I said, uh, connected via music and Europe is one of the main places where people can get to like you said with With it being banned in countries like that, yeah, um, and yeah, yeah, no, it, it's amazing. There's nothing else like it, like I said. But yeah, awesome. Um, so uh, actually, I'm not really prepared for the interview because uh, I just got the confirmation of the opportunity last night. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your band, about Loath, yeah. what about? The last album just uh, tell us a little bit about well um, Loathe. <laughs> yeah well we're fairly new we've been a band since about 2015 so uh, we're fairly new on the scene this is like I said this is our first time at Summer Breeze um, our first time doing like festivals outside of the UK at this this level um, which is great like I said we're, we're blessed to have the opportunity to do it especially so early on in our career um, but yeah we've been a band since 2015 We're from Liverpool in the United Kingdom, so we're the next Beatles, hopefully. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, uh, I think. Well, they, they, I think there's just a, that there's a like a big Hollywood movie coming out about. Uh, It's called Yesterday. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Where, where nobody remembers the Beatles, not yeah, even the yeah. internet. They'll, they'll all remember Loathe. It's all going to be Loathe songs. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually want to watch that film. Yeah, it looks really cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean. When it comes to the music, I don't really know how to describe it, which is kind of cool, but kind of like also in interviews, it's kind of like, <laughs> where do we go from here? <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I don't know. It's kind of eclectic. We have we have melody, we have heaviness, we we have technicality, but also we have chill bits where you can just let your let your head go and you can just enjoy it. Um, so yeah, we try we try and mix up a lot of a lot of the genres and the music that we listen to outside of metal. All the all the little nitpicky things that they have, we try and bring that over to metal and put that in a. Because obviously, like when when you look at stuff like rap or like R and B or pop or anything, it's completely different. The the vibe overall is different. The display, the execution, it's all completely different. So we try and um, we try and incorporate as much as we can the stuff that we like from those areas. Yeah, we try and incorporate that into our music, into our stage show, into what we look like. Um, yeah, it's like I said, it's hard to explain. Honestly, I think we're kind of one of those bands. I mean, I've been told that we—it's one of those bands. Well, we're one of those bands that you need to kind of see to like fully understand. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you, if you like heaviness, you'll like us. I hope. 
If you like melody, you'll like us. Uh, I was kind of surprised that um, in that longer interlude um, where you like were just Sat sitting there. on the on, on the drum riser or whatever. Yeah. And the, the people they they I, I would have expected them to just wander off and like talk. Uh, it, yeah, talk or that I would have expected that you'd lose uh, some some of the audience. Yeah, but yeah. It, it was going on for uh, maybe two or three minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then but it, it's you, amazing. You, you didn't you, you didn't lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't see anyone wandering off. You you. Yeah. Um, we've had our, we've had our first show of people yeah. wander off, but. Um, Yeah, of course, but but uh, especially at a festival like this, where there's so much going on, yeah. and um, yeah. of course a lot of people just like going here, getting drunk, which yeah. I, which which is okay, which is of fine. Of uh, I mean, ha having fun is the whole part of it, and uh, everybody has fun in their own ways, mm -hmm. and and mm -hmm. and uh, for some people the music is more important, for some people the party is more important you know so but, but I was uh, uh, positively surprised that that the people stayed yeah, <laughs> during yeah, yeah. the quiet bits same here for us uh, really it's kind yeah. of a it's something that we were, were cautious of because we go into festivals like this knowing that you need like engagement and you need energy throughout to make people understand and to like make people connect with it but um, we go in there and we're, we're very confident in what we do And I think that helps a lot because if we were there and we were like looking at everyone a bit anxious, <laughs> like oh, you're gonna leave, it shows. But we, yeah, but we own it. I feel. I feel like we. Um, I mean, I love what we do. Everyone in the band loves what we do, and um, the reason we do have things like that is because no one else does that, and like no one else would really think. No, people would be like, "No, we can't do that because people might walk away." But if I were to go to a show where the band had energy and then it dipped down into this um it's more of a movement i'd like to call it instead of a song it's more of like a a movement of emotion you feel something when you listen to it and um that stuff is the i love that i, I can't get enough of that and um it's cool to be to be doing that for other people and it's cool that people understand it um but yeah we've had our fair share of people not understanding it but like i said we own it we we love it and um Yeah, I think that's another thing that's like where, where we draw inspiration from um, from outer places because like we, we're into like a lot of minimal like electronic music, which is what it is essentially that like interlude bit. And um, like I said, it's just getting into a vibe, but then we come straight out of it into another song and we have the energy again. But yeah, it's, I think it's just a bit of a breather, a bit of a nice space to let yourself go in. And then back into the action straight away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's always uh, um, fun and and yeah, it's progressive in it in, in in the true sense of the word to have influences from outside of metal or rock or progressive yeah. uh, what it's labeled progressive rock or progressive metal. Um, but inside the metal or metal core um, world uh, where would you see your main influences because um, I it, funny thing is that uh, soil work we're just playing and I remember like 15 years ago or something when they came out with stabbing the drama it sounded like the most modern newest shit for me as a I have to admit melodic progressive rock progressive metal guy um, so I was uh, I, I was not coming from the core, hardcore, metalcore, whatever side. From I was coming from the other side, so it was, it was it was super aggressive, super brutal, and super modern for me. And um, now, when I when I listen to soil work, um, it it doesn't sound dated, but it sounds already like like the old school, funnily yeah. enough, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if you get what I mean. No, totally. Um, so, um, do you even listen to like classic or old school metal or, or rock or something like that? Because it's, it's weird because all of us are um, literally all of us in the band are completely into different styles overall. Like, I think 
if we were to list influences, um, it wouldn't be modern, really. It would be bands like uh, like Slipknot. I wouldn't say they're really modern. So like Slipknot is one of the biggest. Like, yeah, like like uh, Soilwork. There, they were modern. Like. End of the 90s, yes. be- beginning of the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, that's, same as Slipknot. And, 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 and that's that's already 20 years ago, almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I'm 23. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm a baby in these in these areas. Like, but, uh, yeah, Slipknot is a big one for us because they're just, like, the biggest metal band in the world. They have fans that will die for them. And like, it's not that we want fans to die for us, <laughs> but we want people that will stick by us with every move that we make. And Slipknot are definitely one of those bands that are like, that's possible because it happens. It, it has happened. They've gone through so many different styles, so many different ways of showing the music, but it's still been Slipknot. All right. But it's been, they've experimented a lot. And um, yeah, I'd say Slipknot, Deftones, another one, great band. Uh, for me, Glassjaw, but they're not really... Um, they're not that old. I, I don't know. Uh, I feel like Sandy, 90s. I, I, I didn't uh, get the Glassjaw. Glassjaw. Okay. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think I heard the name, but I can't really uh, pic- picture a sound. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? No. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Uh, they're they're uh, they're around the same area as Deftones. I would say. All right. But a bit. Um, they're a bit crazier. I think. Deftones are like. Uh, again, don't really know how to put it. One of those bands that I don't really know how to put. You just have to see them and hear them to understand them. Yeah. Same with Glassjaw, really, because they they're from the same like scene, but Deftones just skyrocketed, and uh, that, that that reminds me actually of a, of an article I I just read recently. Um, so Deftones were putting together their own festival and. Um, Which I would love to play. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have any connection, sorry. That's fine, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, Chino, if you're let, hearing this. <laughs> yeah. let, let, me, let me try to, to uh, kind of get it back from my memory. There was, um, ah, yeah, there was Gojira playing, and, yeah. and, and then, uh, but higher on the bill was uh, Churches from Scotland. Yes, yeah. And I think... Um, They had Future as well, uh, this rapper called Future. Okay, okay, I, I, I don't know, but, but the, 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 the article was actually about a tweet from, I think it was Jamie Jasta from Hatebreed. Yes. And uh, who, who, who were like, uh, what is this pop band, like, higher than Gojira? Have they ever heard uh, or listened to Heaviest Matter of the Universe or something like that? Mm. And then the whole article was like, hey, Jamie, we, we, we respect you and what you've done for the scene for uh, over all those years, but... I mean, come on! It's uh, metal is not all there is, and, exactly. and uh, so I, I, I like that vibe that I'm I'm getting from from like newer brands. Um, you know, your country mates from uh, Exist Immortal, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I had the privilege to getting to know them a little bit, and uh, I was stunned about their crazy grooves crazy riffs and stuff and then they said well our main influence is hip-hop and then i was like oh okay <laughs> <I see. Straight laughs> like you, you, you don't get i feel like to be to be one of those bands that sticks out you have to t- you have to draw influence from other places and hip-hop has like hip-hop has groove like like <laughs> nothing like metal like yeah. it has rhythm and like there's a bounce to it and that's that's what Which is odd because like metal, everyone loves to headbang to like yeah. be in the groove to to bounce with metal, but then they're so quick to just be like, no, nah, I don't listen to hip hop, <laughs> I don't listen to beats or rapping or anything like that. But it's like, if you just listened for about half an hour, you'd be like headbanging to hip hop because <laughs> you just can't help it. It's it's got groove, it's got that energy, and it's yeah, no, but I, yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, with with what Jamie said, it's like. Jamie, as if I know him on a personal level, <laughs> level, but um, with what it, whatever he tweeted, like each to their own. Like he may be, he may be one of those people that are like, I don't listen to pop or hip hop or whatever. Or if he just like says stuff like that, each to their own. Um, but music is music. Yeah. E- even still, in a festival, I feel like it's lineups don't matter. Like, like running order doesn't matter. Like you're playing your music in front of people. Yeah. To begin with, anyway, 
so like to to be like oh yeah this pop band above Gojira it's like who cares they're still playing people are still gonna watch Gojira yeah. fans are still gonna watch them Deftones fans Churches fans are gonna watch Gojira and then Gojira fans are gonna watch Churches yeah that, that's also what the article said like uh, Churches fans are gonna be there earlier to uh, solidify absolute. the fact that they can see Churches yeah, yeah and then then maybe some some new people will be converted to the metal side who, who always thought oh metal is all is, is just noise and and vice and versa <laughs> yeah, yeah totally yeah, absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, for, for me it's also I, i would say it's a win-win situation always and and if people don't like it they don't like it you can't help it um but if I, you think i think being vocal about not liking things is just a bit in the past now like i'm i think it is one of those things where you're just like okay it's not for me not like yeah. this is bad I think it's not for me is a better way of saying yeah I don't really like it because it it shows respect for the effort that they put into the art regardless so yeah yeah and any plans for a follow the, the, in the future well we are um, in, in the in the immediate future <laughs> I mean it's been I think it was two years today that we released our first album so it's been a long time All right, and the newest album when when did it came out? Two years ago. Ah, you're still touring that album. Yeah. I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, to be fair, we're extremely lucky to still be touring because it's two years. Like that's it's a long time, and pe and uh, the general population's um, attention span definitely isn't two years long. So um, yeah, we're very very lucky to be still touring that album, and we're very proud of it. But uh, new music is on the way. Of All course. Right. Tell, tell us the name of the album again. I, I uh, the Cold Sun. The Cold Sun. I yes. listened to it this morning actually because uh, your tour manager emailed me like last night at three <laughs> that that, yeah. that we can do this interview. So uh, this morning when I was pe packing my last stuff, I was uh, I thought, oh, let's throw it on on Spotify again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Cold Sun. Yeah, man, the Cold Sun. It's out now on Sharp Tone Records, um, and yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> I'm ready to release new music. I have been for about a year because we've had it. We've had music for a while, um, but we've just not been in the right position to release it. All right. So it's coming. I can't say anything else because uh, I like keeping people waiting, clearly, because it's been two <laughs> years. But uh, yeah, very soon. And um, hopefully be back in Germany very soon. Hopefully be back at Summer Breeze. Amazing festival. And uh, yeah, thank you for having me again. Yeah, I, I think uh, judging by the audience response today, next time you're gonna play the T stage. Mm, that would be <laughs> phenomenal. Because I'm seeing when we first walked in, I think it was no, when we were setting up. Is it Death Angel? Yeah. Death, unbelievable. Yeah. So good. And like, I, I was just uh, recording my intro, the, just telling people what, what was happening. Where am I and what, which bands I already saw, and Death Angel? I've seen them 2004 last oh, wow. time, <laughs> and um, I was 17 back then. I think. Oh, fair, fair. And and uh, they they haven't aged one day. I yeah. had the feeling there. Amazing, they're, so good. It was so yeah. the amount of riffs that I was hearing when I was setting <laughs> up, so so good, and like like yeah, the T stage just. The amount of people crammed into that little area. I mean, it, because the main stage isn't open today, but. Yeah, I'd love to play the T stage. I'd love to play the main stage. <laughs> That's the goal, really, isn't it? Like, of course. Well, yeah, man. If you if you don't have that goal, why? Why do it? <laughs> the sky is the limit, and oh. I'm gonna be on the moon. Oh, hopefully. I'm trying to be on the moon. But yeah, man. All right, cool. Thank you very much. Thank you. That was Eric from UK progressive metalcore band Loathe. Next up on the broadcast, we have a little interview with Ole from German progressive death doom band Nailed to Obscurity. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up, freaks? Uh, I'm Dario, your host from the broadcast. Um, I'm sitting here on the second day of Summer Breeze with Ole from Nail to Obscurity. How's it going? Hello, uh, I'm fine, how are you? <laughs> Good, thanks. So yesterday you finally returned to Summer Breeze, four years after your 
Bree's debut in 2015. Um, I read it was raining heavily back then. Uh, yes. how, how was it this, this time? Uh, it was sunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but back then, I mean, I think it was 2015. So I think it was our the second uh, bigger festival that we ever played. So the first one we played was Wacken, which was pretty huge. Of course. And then the, uh, one year after that was Summer Breeze. And of course, when you play a festival like that, you expect a lot normally. And we had a, a really late slot set the last night at 1.30, I think. So it was already really late on the small camel stage. And right when we uh, went on stage and started to play, it was really heavily raining. And we just saw the people, I think Venom were playing on the main stage and oh, they were wow. just done. And we saw all the people running away from stage to their cars, passing our stage, and there were still some people uh, left who hardcore headbangers. Yeah, like <laughs> hardcore fans, if you uh, want to call them uh, like awesome. that. But uh, yeah, they, yeah, they even stayed because uh, even though there was a lot of rain, heavy rain, but um, that was what we expected. And this year was completely different. So. You played the T stage, right? The T stage, so a way bigger stage. Um, I think this time we were not one of the last bands, but maybe the first or second. I think you were you were the first real band on the T stage yeah. after the after Before the brass that, think, band, that the traditional brass yeah. brass music. <laughs> yeah, uh, the brass orchestra Illenschwang. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's, it's a th uh, there's a thing like this in Wacken as well, right? Yes. They also have their the traditional, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the Wacken firefighters, right? And they played in front of uh, before we were uh, on stage at Wacken this ah, year, right? Because ah, we had to fine. move due to uh, bad weather again. <laughs> okay. We had to cancel our show in the Bullet City tent, like that's a huge tent with a capacity I think of 15 to 20,000 people. Wow, it's huge. We had everything set up on stage. Then the weather warnings came and we had to wait for almost two hours and wow. then they said, well, you can't play anymore. We have to change this, the schedule. Yeah. So we were, of course, really disappointed, took off all the gear and everything from stage. And then, and that was really cool. They offered us the opportunity to play on the beer garden stage, which is, which is way smaller. And, uh, again, not what we expected from a festival like that. But uh, we could play our whole set the same day on that stage. Uh, and that was fun, that so was great, so... Yeah. Better, better than no show at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I think I heard that uh, Evergrey had to cancel their show. Yes, they were uh, up in the same tent, but on the second stage right before us. Okay. And yeah, they had the same situation, everything's set up. They actually, their, their intro was already running and, oh, when the wow. weather warnings came. And yeah. then, it yeah. got cancelled. A friend, a friend of mine was, I think she was in the photo pit and she she went in for and uh, was waiting for Evergrade to start and then yeah. they had to evacuate. Yeah. The, yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, this, this but time. This time, yeah, the, the bigger stage, but uh, way better weather. So <laughs> the weather, that was really cool. And a lot of people in front of the stage. Everything worked fine. We had fun on stage, so that was that was perfect. And that was our last festival show this year. Okay. And that was the yeah the perfect last one to end the festival season. Awesome, great. Um, yeah, let's move into the music a bit. The the kind of music, the kind of death, doom, prog you are playing uh, has become quite rare these days, uh, as I would. Uh, as I see it, yeah, um, I agree. Um, and a lot of bands that helped forge that subgenre in the 90s, like Opeth and Catatonia, have derived quite a lot from their original sound. Um, what is it that makes that particular uh, sound so appealing to you? What do you like about that sound? And do you have anything? Uh, um, yeah. Any personal connections to to that to that particular sound? Well, first of all. The bands you just mentioned are huge influences of ours. Um, not the only ones, so we listen to all kind of genres, not even only metal, but um, sure. that's for, at least for Volker and me, who started the band uh, in the first place, one of the biggest influences, or some of the biggest influences, like Opeth, Catatonia, Paradise Lost, My Dying Bride, bands mm -hmm. like that. Um, 
Anathema, you know, yeah. all these more melancholic sounding bands. And um, I don't know what's appealing, so appealing for us uh, with that genre, but um, it just feels right. <laughs> okay, then, perfect <laughs> and, answer. Um, also, but that's something we didn't do intentionally, but um, we figured it out later that we're all not really... Um, if you meet us for the first time, you don't think we're the super emotional type of guys. So maybe yeah. that's our channel to... Uh, okay. Um, yeah. You're, you're to, from, to the, from, from the very north of Germany, so... Yeah, exactly. So, it, so we are... The, the, like your the, mentality is like always like a good... Like yeah, I think, I think um, after we've met so many uh, Scandinavian bands and bands from England, um, my feeling is that the northern Germans the mentality is more yeah. similar to the Scandinavians and maybe northern English people than, for example, to the Bavarian people. Okay, wow. So um, maybe it's, it has to do something with it, uh, with that. So we, we, we grew up right uh, by, the, by the North Sea coast in Germany. So yeah. our rehearsal room is 200 meters from the ocean. That's wow. where I grew up. That's the, my parents' place. <laughs> um, and I don't know, maybe that's that influence or I don't know it's it's hard to explain it's just what we want to do and what we what feels naturally to do so sounds of the North Sea yeah <laughs> kind of yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah as, as you know we, we focus on the more proggy side here at the broadcast um, and yeah you're already talked about uh, your your main influences from the beginning of this uh, kind of music in the 90s uh, you already mentioned a, lo a lot of bands uh, and I I would agree with you that I, I can hear the influences in your sound but but yeah, you, you yeah. still sound like you nailed know, to obscurity <laughs> yeah that was always important to us that we I mean there's uh, no point in hiding those obvious influences we, and we tell everyone if they ask us for influences those are the bands we uh, we, we tell them are our influences but um, there are other bands like I mean the first influence or band that influenced us a lot was Sepultura which you don't really hear okay, in our song well. but the reason why we started to play Volker and I started to play the guitar and even back then we were 11 years old we said we are, we're gonna have a, a band like Sepultura you know, okay. someday <laughs> so that was the reason why we started all this so that's maybe the most important influence if you okay, go back well. that far you know <laughs> <laughs> um, you also said that um, you you're not only listening to metal and uh, um, you guys also also like music outside of the metal genre yeah um, do you um, try to kind of deliberately keep those influences out uh, in your songwriting to keep the nail to obscurity sound kind of pure as it is or, or are you open and, and the songwriting just happens as it happens <laughs> you know what Actually, I mean it just happens as it happens but we always have a vision yeah. how the next album or the next song how should you, sound like yeah, like how we you have want a, it like yeah, yeah a rough yeah. idea it's not always the, the end result is not always what we had in mind from the beginning because some, sometimes there's something like something you call coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, sometimes it's just not, you can't plan everything um, before, before you start songwriting. So, there's a rough idea for an, for an album, and we had plenty of ideas for the last album that we didn't even start to work on so because we were happy with what we've got and then okay you know that's just coincidence sometimes and sometimes there's an idea you didn't think about before and then it's just there and you go that route um, so you can plan out everything um, uh, yeah. before you start working on the songs <laughs> but yeah we, we have a vision for the band and how we want to uh, sound like and we follow that vision. Cool. Way. You just you just said um, you 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 can't uh, plan everything out. Um, but what's the plans uh, for Nail to Obscurity? And what what are you gonna do now that the festival season is uh, wrapped up? Well, we wanted. 
to tour as much as possible. So we actually had some plans for autumn to do a tour, but that looks at the moment like it didn't work out. Didn't work out. Um, so we are looking. Try, yeah, now we're thinking to find something for for autumn. But then we are going to tour in January, February, maybe in March again. Then there will be another festival tour this time, I think. <laughs> so that's the plan. We always have to see if it works out after, after all. But um, yeah, that's the plan for next year. And then there are also plans for for the year after. And oh, sometimes wow. it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Same yeah. like <laughs> with the plans for songwriting. Okay, cool. And then I think we're starting to write new songs really slowly, without pressure. Yeah, uh, you, uh, you got an album out this year, right? Yes. Black Frost uh, yes. was released in this year. Yes, and then we needed some time uh, to enjoy, you know, the tours, the festivals, yeah. and to enjoy the feeling like ha just having released something. Yeah. And now it feels like it's time again to go back to the rehearsal room to write yeah. some new material. Yeah. I can't do it right after the album is out. It's just that, that doesn't feel right in a way. Just okay. want to so give it some yeah. time to but, realize but, what just happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess when the album was out, the first tour you did was the one with uh, with, uh, with amorphous, amorphous and ginger. Yeah. So that was and that uh, was that started on the day we released the album. So ah, it, was, perfect. it was out, and then we went on tour, and then awesome. you just have to yeah. realize what's, what's just happening. So. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, thank you for your time and uh, good luck with the band and uh, yes. see you next year. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And yeah, looking forward to see you again wherever that might be. <laughs> cool, thanks. All right. What's up, freaks? I'm Dario, your host for the Freaks Progcast, presented by the Prog Space. It is day two of Summer Breeze Festival here in southern Germany. And I just had a nice, uh, did a nice interview with um, Ole from Nail to Obscurity. Yes. Um, but I wanted to tell you a little bit uh, about last night because I saw a couple of bands that were amazing. I mean, uh, enslaved Norwegian legends. Uh, that was impressive and really impressive show. And but. Uh, in the middle of the night, at 20 past two, letters from the colony from Sweden uh, took the cake. Uh, that was awe-inspiring what they burned down at the little stage. Um, uh, they had to leave, unfortunately, uh, right after the gig, but, and, and I would have loved to do an interview with them, but um, yeah, I talked with the singer. Uh, Alex and he, we're gonna do a Skype interview once uh, they um, go into the promo for the new album so probably beginning of next year um, so huge um, um, I, I urge you to check out Letters from the Colony they are amazing um, now it's on to day two of Summer Breeze uh, today I'm particularly looking forward to seeing Testament. I haven't seen them since two, since 2004, same as Death Angel, and this time that it's gonna be uh, with um, Alex Kalnick on guitar. So I'm really looking forward to that one. And then later we have the Contortionist and the mighty Meshuga. Um yeah gonna be a fun day it was raining a bit uh, this uh, morning but now the sun is out and I will see you or talk more tomorrow freaks out what's up freaks Dario Albrecht, your host from the Prog Space for the Freaks Progcast. And I'm here at day three of the Summer Breeze Festival of this year's 2019 Summer Breeze Festival in the south of Germany. And uh, yeah, it's a huge festival and we've got two bands playing right now. You might hear something in the background. It's 
Beast in Black on the main stage and Dustfold on the t uh, T-stage. Um, yeah, yesterday we had some highlights already. Yesterday was Thursday and uh, of course the big highlight, a bucket list band for me, personally Meshuga. Uh, that was just insane. They were playing like for one hour and 15 minutes. Um, took me like two or three songs to get to get into it, but then then I was uh, then I was just head banging like crazy, <laughs> as you should. And um, yeah, uh, that was amazing. Um, the other. Prague band last uh, last night was the Contortionist, and I saw them a couple of years ago. Was supporting Tesseract, and back then I I remember them to be like yeah, young dude with not a lot of stage presence or experience yet, and man, they they have grown so so much. Uh, Amazing show from the contortionist, um, great stage presence, um, the singer was phenomenal. Um, it showed that I think they have been working really hard the last years. Um, too bad that um, one of the guitarists had problems with his amp, I think. Um, but the show was really amazing nonetheless. Um, what else did I see yesterday? Um, Testament. Also, again, uh, second time for me. Uh, first time was in 2004 at the Bang Your Head Festival, and uh, that was really, really cool. Some good old Bay Area thrash and uh, Alex Kolnick on uh, guitar, and uh, Steve T. Giorgio on bass, and <laughs> um, Gene Hoagland on the drums. Um, and then I stayed to see In Flames, which I didn't uh, plan on because I was not that interesting to me. But then all my friends wanted to stay to see In Flames, and I'm glad I did because they put on a massive show. And uh, probably the surprise of the festival that uh, Chris Broderick, um, who used to play with Megadeth and Nevermore, um, that he was playing within flames suddenly. Um, great show, and I'm glad I stayed. Um, actually, I wanted to check out Avantasia too, but um, after the uh, the contortionist, um, I took a quick look, and I was not at all in the mood for some happy power metal. Um, <laughs> So that would have been a total mood killer. <laughs> so I, 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 I skipped Avantasia. Um, yeah, uh, I, I also saw a bit of Decapitated um, again. Um, I saw them a couple of weeks ago in Munich on playing with uh, uh, Aborted, who are playing today here at the festival. So yeah. Uh, decapitated, insanely uh, good uh, tech death metal with uh, the amazing uh, James Stewart on drums, who is also playing with a prog band machine. Um, all right, that is, that's it for now. Um, oh yeah, I just saw um, <laughs> the very last band last night. I saw um, was Caspian put on a great instrumental post-metal show, very, very nice atmosphere. Uh, I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, um, I hope I will meet the guys in Unprocessed right now, and I will get back to you soon. Freaks out for now. Yo, what's up, freaks? Uh, I'm sitting here at Summer Breeze Festival with... Um, Manuel and David from Unprocessed. Hi guys. Hey, what's up? Hello. Nice to, nice to meet you. Um, first time for Unprocessed at Summer Breeze. How was the show? It was sick. Uh, it was completely overwhelming for me because, I don't know, it was like a really 
huge crowd and it was like my first time at Summer Breeze. So um, yeah, I was really stoked on stage. And uh, was it your first big summer festival like this or did you play other other shows like this already? I mean, um, the last couple of weeks we uh, played a bunch of other festivals as well. Um, most of the festivals we played were probably indoors, but we did Brutal Assault um, last week. Oh, wow. Um, just at the day of our album release, uh, which was awesome as well. We were playing at one of the main stages, um, but it was fairly the biggest show today, I guess. This and Brutal Assault are kind of the top-notch shows that we played. All right, cool. Yeah, Artificial Void has been out for one week now. How has the response been so far? The response so far has been amazing. Um, and I can like say for the band that we are like pretty pretty um, happy about the, the the feedback of the fans, and we are pretty happy about it. Pretty happy about the release. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I uh, kind of followed you releasing the, uh, the the four singles leading up to the release of the album, and um, I mean, uh, Long Branch are doing a pretty good promo job promoting it. I have, uh, from my perspective, looks like uh, they they're doing a good job, and um, I had the feeling that there was there was some kind of a little bit of a hype uh, like starting a hype train starting with with I, I had the feeling with each uh, premiere YouTube premiere the listeners were like that your fans were like eager to 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 hear the new song and I, I don't remember which one I think uh, I, I caught one like live premiere on YouTube of one of the singles and the fans like eager waiting and listening to for the first time and commenting in real time. Um, so you, you feel that you, you're getting like bigger places than with the albums before? Um, definitely, yes. The, as Manu said, the response has been quite overwhelming. And um, as for the singles, we kind of we went for opening the door to Artificial Void from where we came from Covenant with the first single Fear, which is kind of a, it lays the bridge over to our newer sound. And then we had a band that was really experimental and people loved it for some reason. And um, we would have expected Fear to be uh, maybe a bit stronger, especially for our old fans. At least that's what I thought. And um, then Abandoned was uh, picked up so well. And um, then with, uh, with Artificial Void and Prototype, we released songs that were also giving a new perspective and um, showing new aspects, and we really wanted to showcase the diversity of the new album with the with the singles that we put out. Yeah, and for these four singles, uh, you uh, actually released. We were already talking about the videos, so there were all three different videos. But uh, yeah, how how did you approach? It? concept of these videos I mean one of them was like the one shot thing yeah. uh, uh, just in 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 this uh, courtyard <laughs> yeah and uh, one was animated uh, by one of you guys I think actually Chalosi uh, one of our guitarists um, he's a geek at animating and he also did the album artwork like oh. the cover and everything that's inside the CD he also did the prototype video uh, like the animation video and for the other ones um, fear and artificial void kind of told our story that we want to tell in the album. Um, it's basically about someone that loses himself in simulations and can't distinguish from a simulation and real life. And I think especially the video for artificial void, the song, showcases this state of being lost and being in a, in a timeless state of mind, kind of. Okay. And um, yeah, we could talk hours about it, but um, you should definitely check out the videos and maybe try to combine the information that's in there with the lyrics. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of a, a concept album. Yeah. Great. Um, yeah. Uh, still talking about the videos in the credits. I noticed uh, that you wrote "Supported by Initiative Musik GmbH" uh, with project funds from the federal government. Commissioner for Culture and the Media. So can you tell us about that? What, what, what's going on there? So, uh, yeah, I mean, um, we uh, are very lucky to um, have the support from the Initiative Musik, 
Um, it's a German foundation that basically puts money in the young bands and young artists and um, they really have an eye for, for uh, aspiring musicians and um, yeah, it's really good to have that federation and we're really happy that they chose us uh, um, to be sponsored by them and um, yeah, it's a very good thing. So uh, what, what uh, exactly do they sponsor, like uh, in general? Or, or for the videos or for in, production of the album or in this case it was um, just for the for the whole album and for everything that was involved in the album campaign we had to give them a very detailed plan on what we want to spend one, uh, money on and they had a look at it so they knew the exact amount of money that we need and um, then they then they give you a certain uh, percentage of the overall budget that's being needed for the release. Okay, cool. Um, in September you're going to play at the Euroblast Festival in Cologne, right? No. 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 Ah, this 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 year you're not playing. Damn. So so that my research was incorrect this time. Um, but you you played. Uh, yeah, we played last year. We played last, last year. year. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so um, it's one of the longest-running uh, festivals dedicated to modern and genty progressive metal, um, and somehow a mecca for fans of this particular subgenre. Um, and even though we have that in Germany, I have the feeling that there's not many bands coming from Germany playing this kind of modern prog metal or um, I would say it's not that kind of true because um, I think there are like a couple ones who do kinda the that style but they're like pretty small and they're not they don't have like the chance to um, yeah play with bigger bands because they like tend to um, stay in maybe in this local area they're like a couple of couple bands but yeah maybe you're right they're not like really there there's not a huge amount of bands who do like maybe the proc gen kind of thing um, I don't know why um, <laughs> because yeah like you said there's like Europlast and all that kind of stuff but um, even at Europlast there are like a lot of international bands and a lot of international fans and right. I think um, Even if it's like placed in Germany, I wouldn't say that it's like a traditional proper German festival because you don't have the feeling that you are in Germany when you're in Europe. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, but for for me, it would be so awesome to see German bands play uh, that kind of modern metal style too because I don't see it that often, like you said. But yeah. I think Germany's more known for for the like the traditional power metal. And yeah, stuff. maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, like I said, they're like a they're like a couple ones, but they're like not really. Uh, yeah, they're not really big or something. Maybe, maybe you can sparehead a new generation of German fans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you, you got to say, there's uh, the Hirsch effect. We're doing crazy music as well. I mean, it's yeah. it's properly different from what we do. You, you played with them and, uh, yeah, and, and Tesseract in Cologne yeah, at, yeah. at this. Uh, like rescheduled gig, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome, and we played uh, another show at uh, uh, the Hirsch Effect Headliner Tour. They're doing pretty good, and um, then there's the Oklahoma Kid who do like modern metalcore. It's not that technical, but it's still modern, you know. And we're touring with them in September. Yeah, um, that, so that, I, w I, wanted, I wanted to ask: Is there you, you got a tour lined up for for? Um, um, it's actually for the just um, or a couple of dates. Three or four German cities with the Oklahoma Kid, um, but um, right now we are in an intense booking phase, and um, we'll uh, make happen some tours all over Europe and different continents as well for 2020. That's for sure. And um, with this new album, we definitely got to reach out to uh, new territories, and we're definitely stoked to see our fans, which which we always see on the internet, but we're so stoked to meet them in real life. And that's got to happen really soon. Awesome! So, best of luck with the album campaign, I would say, with the tours and booking so and everything. See you next time, hopefully. <laughs> Thank you for having us. Have a nice day. Freaks out.
David and Manuel from Unprocessed. Next up, we have Dominic from Cypcore joining us. Stay tuned. What's up, freaks? Uh, I'm Dario, your host for the podcast, and I'm sitting here at Summer Breeze with... Dominic, the vocalist for German sci-fi metal band Cypcore. Yes, hi, how are you doing? Hi, uh, so far so good. Stressful day, pretty hot out here, but uh, we're doing fine. Awesome, so this will be your third time at Summer Breeze. This time playing in the middle of the night at the T-Stage. What yeah, are you? Actually, it's my second time. Uh, Your second time, first right. Time, first time the band played, I wasn't actually the vocalist. I joined back in 2014. But uh, the band is playing for the third time, yes. And oh. in the middle of the night as well. So, Which is cool. Yeah, what, what are your expectations for uh, this special slot? Um, tired people, <laughs> but um, we brought some uh, fire and some special effects, so we might be able oh, to nice. wake them up and uh, have a good time. Cool. Yeah, uh, Cybercore is a band that comes as a whole package, like music, lyrical concept, uh, imagery, all the way to the stage outfits. Uh, did that elaborate concept around the music um, evolve with time, or was everything there from the beginning? I mean, you weren't, weren't there from the beginning, but maybe you... you I heard about it. Yeah, you I heard stories. Story. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, originally uh, it, it wasn't there, we, uh, we kind of invigorated that whole like sci-fi image and uh, spirits around 2013-14 and we've stuck to it and perfected it ever since and uh, it's been working out for us very well um, everybody's like super in check when we're on stage you know having the Mad Max scenery and um, it's just like a switch that flicks when you're like two minutes to the show everybody gets in the mood in the zone and then you're just like somebody else it's uh, it works really well it's interesting yeah, cool. Um, you, you just mentioned Mad Max already. Where, uh, so my, my next question would be, um, where do your main inspiration for this dystopian post-apocalyptic concept come from? Like movies, books, video games, comics? Um, mainly, yeah, of course. Um, we're all huge sci-fi nerds. Um, everybody has their own franchise. They like. I'm personally a big fan of Mad Max, like Waterworld, stuff like that. You know, dystopian. Um, Niels, who was like, is kind of the, the head creator. Of, of the whole concept, he likes the Fallout series very much. Uh, Jay over there, who is not doing the interview but filming me, thanks for that. Uh, he likes Star Wars. Um, we're just like super nerdy, uh, like sci-fi dudes. All right. Overall, so yeah, it, it just was natural for us. Cool. And uh, is it is it an ongoing story you're telling throughout your albums, or rather many different like anthology short stories? Um, uh, accidentally, it's all kind of connected. Yeah, we are processing this whole story that unfolds around like you know a timeline but it's not planned that way it just happens to be like following one another it just fits so to speak the next one is probably going to be a little bit looser um, in terms of the the, the time but um, it's all accidentally falling together somehow so, so the, didn't plan it that way but the last two albums happened, happened to, to have like a, a ongoing storyline yeah okay cool um, True. You came prepared. I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, yeah, when you played, uh, the day you played in Munich, uh, you released uh, an impressive music video for the song Reject Stream, right? You hear that? Impressive. The guy who made the video is sitting over there. Yeah, too bad he doesn't want the glory to see. <laughs> of the compliments. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it looks like like big budget. It looks amazing. Well, uh, it's, it's <laughs> A bigger budget than we usually have, but it's still not big budget, unfortunately. Uh, it's but, uh, mostly DIY, so... Well, for, for that, it looks impressive. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so you, you did everything uh, like yourself and friends of the band? Well, not not or? exactly ourselves. We hired a, a film team to, yeah. of course, shoot the scenes, yeah. but um, the post-production was completely done by, um, by our guy, Jay, who did the uh, VFX, you know, the, the computer-generated effects. And we got the cut from our longtime filmmaker Mirko Witzki, who okay. is doing work for bands as, you know, um, Any Given Day, Caliban, stuff like that. So, All right, uh, cool. I he's see. kind of an established filmmaker. Awesome. Um, yeah, we talked about the concept and all, but what about the music? Which, what would you say are your main influences? Oh, musically, it's. Uh, it's super vast, actually. We go all the way from Rammstein to stuff like Slipknot to 
dying feeders, some classical stuff, you know, everybody has their own like little tweaks, but um, we're mostly rooted in this industrial or melodic death metal type of sound. So, um, In Flames was a big one, influentially, and um, Soil Work, stuff like that, you know. They older, both played. Soil Work, In Flames. Uh, like, uh, yeah, they played yesterday <laughs> and I sadly missed it, but um, that's where we come from. Fear Factory is also a big one. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, do you think you'd play a similar sound even without that concept? Um, is the music influence the concept or rather the other way around? What um, would you say? Interesting one. We actually didn't think about that at all. Um, first we had the music and then we brought up the visuals. It's kind of like um, we had a band that we look up to and we aspire to be close to like them, having the scenery fit the music, which is Behemoth. We went to a Behemoth show and we thought, man, they look fucking cool, we need to think of something. And uh, the sci-fi, as we mentioned, just came naturally, so we came up with this whole package, as you said. But I think the music was first and then came the scenery, so I do think we would play the same music without it, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, looking into the future, on November 16, you will host the first Cypfest in your hometown, yeah. Heidelberg. Tell us a little bit more about that. Um, as you do when you're in a small band, you sit around and think of crazy shit you could do. And then you see, hey, Slipknot has their own festival entitled Knotfest. Why don't we do a Cypcore festival called Cypfest? And uh, <laughs> shit got crazy and we somehow managed to do it. So we um, wanted to have like strictly concept bands that fit our you know, scenic image and um, just play a similar style of music. That unfortunately couldn't happen. So um, we picked bands that we like and uh, we know are good and um, we put together this festival and we'll see how well it goes we hope it's going to be a success and we can repeat it every year yeah <laughs> do, do you expect a lot of fans dressing up like for a sci-fi convention actually yes we do have uh, this I mean, facebook group that is steadily growing and we have fans posting their suits on there and kind of challenging each other to have like a fancier suit um, so that is going on I think there's going to be at least 10 people dressing up so yeah <laughs> yeah which I is fun and when you think about it it's fucking crazy that people want to be so much like yourself that they actually get their outfits done it's fucking crazy yeah cool I, I actually uh, read it in the in the event Facebook event that that somebody posted yeah hopefully I get my last stuff for my suit uh, yeah. ready <laughs> until then so yeah sounds amazing sounds really cool something different um, good luck with that thank you sir have fun tonight blasting the summer breeze C stage 215 if you're here let's go <laughs> hang out have some fun thank you guys for having us and uh, until next time yo thank you freaks out What's up, freaks? It's the last day of Summer Breeze Festival, and whew, it's been a little bit tiring. Uh, already three days since Wednesday, um, all day long bands and beers and good fun. Um, yeah, uh, yesterday uh, I saw a couple of cool performances. Seal and Ardor, for example, were amazing, as always, really mesmerizing and uh, Emperor was of course very very epic and I'm really impressed um, I was really impressed by the show um, our friends in Cypcore put on uh, at 2.15 um, and like it was 10 to 3 and the people opened up a giant circle pit um, so Kudos to Cypcore for uh, bringing that awesome show with pyros and whatnot. And um, yeah, uh, earlier that day, on the um, earlier in the afternoon, it was uh, unprocessed um, playing the small tent stage, and that was also a very very cool show. And I'm. Um, looking forward to seeing them again um, they are of course currently booking tours 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 for their new album artificial void um, what's up today today I have um, four bands left I saw one band already today and that was 
half an hour of pure goosebumps and tears of joy because it's so beautiful. Of course, I'm talking about Houston, Texas-based Oceans of Slumber. They were just so beautiful that I'm a huge, huge fan. I love them so much, and I was, I was actually almost crying for the one, half an hour straight. I have to admit, um, but there's no shame in admitting that. Um, the four bands remaining are Soen, The Ocean, Dimu Borgir, and Lapras. And yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I'm really, really looking forward to all four of these bands. Of course, mostly for the Progies, when the Ocean and Leprus, but Dimu Borgi should be fun as well to watch. Um, sadly, not with ICS Vortex anymore, but it's gonna be an epic show, I'm sure. Um, I'm just gonna watch the second half because I have to see the Ocean who are playing um, uh, simultaneously on the small tent stage. And how all that worked out, you will hear in the next episode of the Progcast, when I'm back with my co-host Randy Salo and my very last interview from the Summer Breeze with none other than vocalist Joel from Soen. Plus, all the latest news of what happened over the summer in the Prog world. Thank you for listening to this special Summer Breeze episode. And take care until the next time. Freaks out. The Freaks Progcast presented by the Prog Space is a production of Stuus Media and is recorded at the Moonbase Studios in Munich. The show is produced by Janine Stangel, Blake Lewis, Kai Metzner, Dario Albrecht, and myself, Randy M. Salo. Our theme music is provided by This Is Not An Elephant. Thanks for tuning in, Freaks. See you next time. Freaks out.